What's up, nerds? We're your hosts this week. I'm Chad. I'm Jake. This week we're sponsored by Ray's Energy Drinks. We're also sponsored by Crybaby Craig's Hot Sauce. So this week we'll be talking about the season finale of Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. Oh. Oh. We will also be talking <laughs> about... <laughs> we will also be uh, continuing continuing our uh, deep dive into the Harry Potter movies with Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, such a good movie. So uh, let's get let's just get into it. This is the All Things Nerd podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, nerds, to the All Things Nerd podcast, your weekly dive into all things nerd. So, Jake, you looking pretty dapper. I am looking pretty <laughs> dapper. You you look pretty fly yourself, my guy. Oh, for a white guy, though, right? You know, pretty fly for a white guy. You know, yeah. you asked for a 13, <clears throat> but they drew a 31, you know, whatever. <laughs> nobody, Nobody under the age of, like, 30 will ever get that but, <laughs> but uh yeah. anyways <laughs> so we are dressed up because we won't get a chance to podcast before the new year's so we thought by the time, yeah do this by yeah. the time you guys see this it'll be a couple days from the new year's and uh we this is our way of celebrating it with you guys so yeah so we hope that you guys have a, a good holiday coming up as well as we hope that you guys had a good holiday this past week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Jake, how was your holiday? I I had a really good time. Uh, this is my first Christmas with my uh, girlfriend of a year now. And uh, she got me Vikings tickets, which oh. a lot a lot of you out there are like, dude, the Vikings suck. And it's like, that's not the point. Uh, I love the Vikings. I bleed purple. And she yeah, got look right over your shoulder, <laughs> like there's Viking stuff in the corner. Yeah, and she got uh, a <laughs> row eight. I mean, we're oh. the eighth row from the field. That's that's amazing. wild. Yeah, I'm super excited so about fun. it. I oh. haven't been to the new stadium yet. No, I've been in there, but not during a game. Okay, I I went in there when it first opened. Oh, when they, they were, were like... doing like tours and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am fucking stoked about it. What about you? You get anything cool? Uh, so my family is super like non-traditional when it comes to like holidays and also like, so I didn't get to spend it with like my, my mom or my grandma. So it's just me and my dad this year. Uh, so like we just kind of like did presents early. Like my mom got me a, a new record player, which was super dope. Um, absolutely love it. So I celebrated by playing the August Burns Red. Didn't you just buy a new record player? No, no that she she bought it for oh. me for Christmas. She oh. said it was for Christmas, but I got it early. <clears throat> gotcha. Um, so Christmas Day, I threw on the August Burns Red uh, instrumental Christmas album, and that's the only Christmas music I've listened to so far this year, and I'm very okay with that. Um, and then my dad and I, we ordered Chinese food and went and saw a movie. And it was Oops. awesome. We went and saw The Kingsman. I know that you're not a huge fan of, like, The Kingsman films, but uh, this one I really enjoyed. It, because it's 
historical fiction. So, you know, it's World War One. It was awesome. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. But I think the greatest thing was that on uh, Christmas Eve, I signed a lease for my new apartment. Where is your new apartment? Oh, it's in Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah. We can get back to doing these in, I mean, not all the time, but like we can get back to doing these podcasts in person. Yeah. It's uh, so excited. I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, first weekend of February, I I move. So, you're coming out and helping, right? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Now it's on, it's on record. Uh, something really, <laughs> something really embarrassing happened to me. Okay. On, on Christmas, Christmas Day. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I, already, I already told you about it. Uh, so one one of my best friends, his name's Mike, uh, and I, uh, we've been friends since the fifth grade. And when we are in the same room together, we get very grabby, uh, at each other. Yeah, very bromosexual. Yeah. And uh, I was at my girlfriend Nicole's uh, parents' house for Christmas. <laughs> and out of my peripheral vision, I see Mike. And I'm like, hey, I'm just going to grab a little a little side, you know? So I just gave him a quick little pinch as I was walking to grab my plate of food. Not just a pinch. I didn't just go, cute. I went... And gave it a handshake, you know, <laughs> and then like, and, uh, and as I get up to the stove where the food is, and the, uh, I look up and Mike is standing in front of me, and I'm like, "Huh, who did I just pinch?" <laughs> and I turn around, and my girlfriend's stepdad is looking at me like, what "The hell, dude." <laughs> I was like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. It was the most awkward. Yeah, I have a feeling that it's one of those things that's just never going to go away now. I would assume not. Yeah. (laughs) So also, guys, before we get into the actual episode, we just want to make a quick mention that this week's episode, not a sponsor yet, but is brought to you by Horse Shatters Slow and Low Rock and Rye Whiskey. Absolutely delicious. delicious. It's my favorite whiskey. Uh, It's not my favorite, like, bourbon, scotch, anything like that, but it's my favorite go-to sipping whiskey. Yeah. Fucking delicious. Mm. Um, It's an old-fashioned in a glass without all the sugar. Yeah. You add add a cherry and an orange slice to that. Yeah, it's it's aged in the barrel with orange slices and honey. So you add it, you add a, a muddled cherry and a little bit of orange to it, and you're good to go. <clears throat> but with that being oh. said, one what else has a lot of great flavors? <laughs> Our first sponsor. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so this week we are sponsored by Ray's Energy Drinks. Uh, fantastic energy drink with tons of flavors and options, a little bit of everything for everyone. Uh, fantastic. Uh, zero sugar, zero calorie, zero crash, as well as, you know, pre-workouts, protein-packed desserts, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, listen up. You'll learn how to save 15%. We'll be right back with you to talk about the season finale of Hawkeye. 
What's up, nerds? I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about Ray's Energy, an incredible energy drink that provides max energy with zero crash. Ray's Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high-quality formula to bring a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help you push your workouts and focus to the next level. Perfect for anyone at any time and powered by their refresh formula technology, Raise Energy delivers a performance-enhancing energy drink that aids in multiple different categories that include targeted focus, better recovery time, improved clean energy levels, and a boost in stamina and hydration. But most importantly, every can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. So don't settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, head over to repsports.com. That's R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com and use the promo code NERDPODCAST at checkout for 15% off your order. Or if you don't know what you want, go ahead and click the link that's in the description to get a $50 sample pack for free. All you do is you cover the cost of shipping. Again, make sure you use promo code NERDPODCAST at checkout to let them know that we sent you. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we are going to dive into Hawkeye, the season finale. Uh, it, this show is the tits. It's, it's the tits. so good. Yeah. Because in the grand scheme of things, it's a, it's a small story, but it really is character driven this is where i'm gonna i'm gonna spoiler alert right now okay oh good because we always forget to do it right away (laughs) if you haven't seen it fuck off come back later uh if you haven't seen spider-man fuck off come back later they this is what marvel is so fucking good at disney's marvel is so fucking good at is that this the the episode before this one they show kingpin uh, in a picture uh, with uh, uh, Kate Eleanor Bishop's Bishop, mom. Kate Bishop's yeah. mom, yeah. And then that weekend, Spider-Man 3 came out where Matt Murdock, Dare, a.k.a. Daredevil, yeah. uh, makes a an appearance. <clears throat> then the weekend after that, this episode comes out and Kingpin has a huge role uh, in this episode. And... Yeah. Fucking, they planned that so fucking perfectly. Because yeah. it's, <laughs> and also it's Vincent D'Onofrio, who was, uh, you know, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin in the Netflix Daredevil show. Yeah. With Charlie Cox, who was Matt Murdock and Daredevil. And it yeah. was Charlie Cox that was in No Way Home. As Peter Parker's <clears throat> lawyer. Yeah. As, as we mentioned last week. Yeah. Yeah. But just. They're so good, like, timing-wise. Granted, I've seen a lot of things online where this, like, episode, or, like, this series, takes place after No Way Home, like, the following year. Whatever. It ties it together, and it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was absolutely. Sorry, my Siri went off, and I was like, shut the (laughs) fuck up. Uh, he <clears throat> smacked her <clears throat> right in the face. Oh, so hard. Uh, <laughs> but no, but just the fact that they tie in 
I mean, still like winter time, which is absolutely, I mean, awesome because we've only seen like ideal <laughs> weather situations for majority of, mm-hmm. except for like two sad scenes in the MCU. Yeah. <clears throat> one of them was when Thor in the first one goes to like pick up his hammer and can't and it's raining. Huh. And the other one was with Jeremy Renner as Ronan in Japan during Endgame. Oh, it's like raining. Other than that, yeah. it's like clear skies all the time. Fuck off, camera. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I'm not going to touch the table. You can't touch was, the table. I was wondering if you saw camera that. Zoom. You can't touch this. Mm-hmm. I saw in Spider-Verse for a second. It was like... But like Jake said, uh, Kingpin does have a huge role in this episode. <clears throat> we actually yeah. get to see Vincent D'Onofrio like, deliver lines... As Kingpin. As Kingpin. And the same Kingpin <clears throat> from the Daredevil Netflix series. Yeah. I saw it. I didn't even touch the table and it did it again. It Fuck. might cut out here in a second. But um I saw online that the reason that like Kingpin is just kinda like becoming a thing, and same with like why in No Way Home everyone was shocked when like Matt Murdock uh like went to catch the brick. So was because that Daredevil became a thing in the MCU during the blip. No Way Home takes place just, like, months after the blip, like, you know, Mm -hmm. six, eight months. So, like, no one, a lot of people don't know who Daredevil is because they were gone. And he kind of, like, rose to fill those shoes because Spider-Man was gone for five years. Same with Wilson Fisk rose to power as kind of, like, the corporate slash crime boss because during the blip so many people were gone amazing it's just a fun little fan theory that i saw online and it makes a lot oh, of i sense. love it i love it <coughs> mm. um mm. we also we get to see uh that uh i don't want to spend a ton of time on on the but uh, on, what anyways uh uh-huh jack jack <laughs> who uh basically kate bishop has been I almost said pegging as a as <laughs> well, a bad she guy. She was, but that's just an inopportune <laughs> she phrase for a female character pegging him, a male. She had him pegged as the bad guy. That for the entire series, it turns out that he he's, was set up. He's just kind of a he's a rich dude that like is skilled. He's just a, he's a dork, <clears throat> but he is. But he's also a skilled swordsman, so he ends up helping uh, Kate Bishop. Uh, it was yeah. cool. It's cool because they call him in the show Jack Duquesne, but Mm -hmm. in the comics, his name is Jacques Duquesne, and he is known as the swordsman. He's kind of like towed the line of sometimes helps, sometimes is a a villain sort of guy. And they set it up perfectly to where he can continue to actually be that character, which is cool. But obviously in the comics, he's a skilled swordsman. Otherwise, why would he go by the name swordsman? It's actually really funny because I took French in like ninth grade, and my name in French is Jacques. Yeah, Jacques. Jacques. For Jake. Yeah. In case people didn't put that together. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um... <laughs> Whoa, I got weird for a second. Yeah, uh... <laughs> a lot of like eye contact. But so. 
like it was mentioned a few episodes ago, you know, there's like the the bishop security, you know, Kate's mom's corporate Christmas party. And uh, Kate and Clint decide that that's where they're, they're going to go to the, the Christmas party, mm-hmm. basically to confront Kate's mom, who they learn has been working for Kingpin, basically since the Battle of New York. Um, and when, when Kate's dad died. Yeah. Because he owed a lot of money. And just since then he's Kingpin has grown from just like mob boss to like the dark looming shadow behind everything. Yeah. Um, so they're going to go and confront Eleanor Bishop and basically take her in, basically figure out what's going on. Basically a lot. I'm so basically sorry, basically. Um, <clears throat> he's basically sorry but during that time the, the Christmas party gets uh, attacked but they have some added security from the LARPers which turns out just it's funny it's hilarious but they actually are helpful but it works yeah, yeah it works but yeah. it's just hilarious yeah. um, they basically show up as they're all like wait staff mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but then they, at some point they change into yeah. their LARPing uniform. Yeah, they're like, uh, no one's costume. listening to us. What are we going to oh, do? Oh, man, we should totally reach out to Joel about that because I bet he would love that. I'm sure he would. I'm, yeah. I bet he's also just very happy with how much LARP actually ended up being included in this yeah. series. I know yeah. I am. I yeah. already have, like, two character costumes, like, set aside as to, like, how I'm going to build so I can, like, join the LARP community. Oh, yeah. So get on well, I don't know about, I haven't put anything together for LARPing yet, but I do know that I want to, uh, <clears throat> my, the next uh, Comic-Con we go to, I'm going to go as Batman Beyond. I already so, showed, I showed you the costume that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Or at least, uh, I got a stencil on the, and I got to figure out the helmet, but yeah. yeah. I'm going to go as Red Guardian because the next Comic-Con, I'm sure I will not be as thin as I'm trying to get down to. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, during this uh, Christmas party, during the lockdown, when like the attack happens, the red tracksuits are trying, basically trying to kill Clint and Kate still. Mm-hmm. But Yelena is there to kill Clint. This is like one of my. This is probably like my favorite scene of the whole episode. Is you know Yelena and uh, Kate Bishop have a fight scene where they're like, basically Yelena is trying to kill Clint. Uh, Kate Bishop is trying to stop Yelena from killing Clint, and they're like running through like a corporate like office building and like fighting each other and throwing each other through shit. And <coughs> but like Yelena, like she likes Kate Bishop. Yeah, they keep like, and Kate even says like, "Stop being so, so likable." Yeah, and like Yelena's like, "Sorry, don't I can't they, help it." Don't they say at one point like like stop pulling your punches or something? I don't remember. No, uh, Kate, to try and distract you, Yelena is like, hey, we should go out for drinks. Yeah. And Yelena's like, I would really like that. Like, seriously, <laughs> I would like that. And Kate's like, okay, let's go. She's like, no, I got to, after I kill, kill Clint Barton, yeah. then, then we can go out for drinks. And there's like, and there's like a, like, there's like a part where Kate, like, just fucking Sparta kicks uh, Yelena through like a doorway. And she was like, "Ow, Kate Bishop, that really hurt. That was very good." 
there's just a ton of shit like that and yelena like grabs kate's arm and she's like wearing like a a jacket oh yeah and like spins out of it and she's like in her archer like uniform gear and yelena's like did you mean to do that and kate's like yeah and then yelena's like don't lie to me and kate's like no (laughs) i didn't mean to do that (laughs) like like, i I want them to be best friends yeah, it's super. It's very funny, like relationship that the two of them have. Uh, I I I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? But Chad. we also get to see Chad- Chadley. Oh, <laughs> your girlfriend's not here. You can't call me that. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's just for Nicole. You hear that, Nicole? Just for you. Um, but we also get to see, uh, Clint wears <clears throat> his new costume. It's not as like silver age comic accurate, but like the new it's age, purple. like the ultimate has like the, you know, the arrow yeah. tail. Yeah. <clears throat> it's purple. It's black and purple, but yeah. But doesn't it's... have the, <clears throat> doesn't have the, like the, mask, the hawk but... wings with the H yeah. on the forehead. <clears throat> That we saw Kate Bishop draw on like a diner napkin earlier in the yeah. series, but uh, we do get to see him in his costume, and he's like, "Yeah, I like it. Like, it makes sense for yeah. him. It's cool." Yeah. Um. But we also get to see that Echo. Uh, yeah. You know Maya Lopez. You know she first. She's already doubting the the kingpin. Uh, and well, after the last episode where Clint basically told her, like, hey, like, Kingpin put the head out on your dad, it wasn't me. He, yeah. I, I'm the one who did it, but Kingpin, he was tipped off point, by an he informant, pointed me in that direction. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, and but so she's you know asking for, for time off, uh you know, just to collect her head, you yeah. know, get herself right. At least that's what she tells uh, Wilson Fisk, Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, and it, he like gives her, he says, yes, of course, like we're family. I love you. Uh, because if you guys have missed it, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin is uncle that mm-hmm. they've been referring to for, you know, multiple episodes now. Yeah. <clears throat> They're really, they're like, shit, what are we going to do about her? We're going to have to kill her. Uh, But so she confronts Kazi, who's like her best friend, bordering on lover. Um, Like they definitely have like a bond that's more than just like best friends. Um, They get into it and they fight. And what happens, Jake? During their fight. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like looking at the paper uh oh well i mean she kills him so yeah it's not great (laughs) (laughs) not for him not for him anyway uh yeah it's uh but it's a great progression because we know that we're gonna get a spin-off uh series series. of echo which matt murdoch is supposed to be a huge part of you would assume so because like they in the comics become lovers yeah um which is wild. Yeah. 
I mean, I know that like Matt Murdock and Daredevil have like their like extra senses where they can like basically like see motion even though they're blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like she can't talk, so she has to sign. So like he has to like use extra powers to like yeah, because he can't see. Yeah. So yeah, and she can't hear, so like he can't just like talk back. So like it's gonna be really interesting to see. Like I hope that they go with that that like progression of like the love interest because I just one I think it would make for like a really great character development. Um, Sorry, I got really off topic on that. You're good. Um, You're good. But so then Yelena and Clint end up fighting. Woo! Not finally. I mean, we also we also skipped over like a huge fight scene just with Clint and Kate in the Rockefeller ice rink. Oh yeah, fighting off like the the tracks. It was like bow and arrows. They were using all sorts of. Lots of trick and... arrows. It was really fun yeah. to watch, but it yeah. it was a fight scene. It didn't do much yeah. for the actual story, except for the fact yeah. that he's like, we're partners. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I love yeah. you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but then Yelena, Yelena finally comes fight. in. Yeah, they fight. It's dope. It's Clint. It does not look good for Clint for most of that fight. He but, uh, but he doesn't like fight back he doesn't really fight back he like does a bunch of defensive shit but he doesn't actually like do any striking yeah because he he knows through kate that it's yelena that it's you know natasha's sister Mm -hmm. and if she's dead set on killing him he's like this is my fate like i'm not gonna stop it it's her sister i would never do this to Mm -hmm. to her memory to the family whatever yeah. And then there's like this whole Batman v Superman like Martha <laughs> moment that ends the fight and it's just yes. Yes. Like we all knew going into this that like Yelena's not a bad guy and that there was like a 98% chance that she doesn't actually kill Clint. Yeah. Um especially because the first episode that she's in, she had the opportunity and didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, it's a callback to the Black Widow film where mm-hmm. Yelena and T- Natasha have like a secret whistle mm-hmm. and Clint does that and Yelena's like, why'd you, how say, did you, know that? Why'd yeah. you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did you know about that? Um, it's his mother. It's his mother's name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But basically what happens from there, Jake? I feel like I've just been dominating this, and I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I don't care. I don't, this is just what we do. We just talk shit. Uh, whatever. Uh, basically, she's like, why did you make that noise, that whistle? And he's like, your sister taught it to me, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, and then he's like, she talked about you all the time. And Yelena's like, she did? What did she say? And then he... Uh, says some nice things and she's like oh i don't want to kill you anymore and well i mean they they do have like a heart to heart and he's like throughout the fight he's like i didn't kill her like she sacrificed herself it was to save the world like yeah i would never do this and then when he does the whistle is kind of like the the final yeah again very batman v superman where superman's like i need your help bruce 
and yeah. Bruce is like, I'm going to kill you. You're letting them kill Martha. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> and then Jeremy Irons from across the Rockefeller ice rink's like, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> and then Amy Adams comes running in for no reason. Yeah. Cause it's his mother's name. She was in Gotham originally. Oh my god, he has a mother? I guess I won't kill him. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he has a mom that has the same name as mine, and we're both roughly in our 30s to 40s, <laughs> which puts like the 70s to 80s, where Martha was a very common name. We have so much in common. Yeah. He grew up uh, on a farm. I grew up as a billionaire. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, somehow uh, as we were like trying to talk about this episode and praise it for how great it was, we shit on a... It was really great. Uh, I I enjoyed it so much. A um, couple other things that happened. We got to fly through this. We saw Kate Harry just like Potter beats the shit about. out of Kingpin. Does she? She, she wins the She gets the, the upper... Fight. Yeah, she doesn't beat the she shit wins up, but the she gets fight, the upper hand. But Kingpin just tosses her salad up and down that store. Like groceries, you know? Yeah. He literally just like throws her around. She shoots him in the chest with an arrow, and he goes, "Ugh!" and like breaks yeah. breaks yeah. the arrow off. So there's still an arrow like sticking inside of him. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, realistically, what that the way that she ends the fight is she throws all he break he takes her quiv right quiv quiver, but yeah quiver yeah. And breaks it in half, all of her arrows, and throws it on the ground. And she's like, okay. And she shoots an arrow at no, all she, the arrows. No, she flicks. Oh, when, yeah, that's right. When he picks her up, she takes yeah. his cufflink, which is yeah. the same and, cufflinks from the Daredevil TV series. Yeah, and does the tossed. bottle cap flick. Yeah. And blows up all the arrows. All of the arrows. It hits all the, of the arrows. It hits the number one arrow that Clint was like, this one is the most dangerous. And, yeah. she, and she just labels it as too dangerous yeah and then she tosses his salad and yeah yeah and then she you know arrests her mom and her mom is just a gaslighting cunt i mean yeah. bitch sorry Woo! sorry she mom. is super cunty hit her with a hard t yeah she's like she's like oh really kate this is what heroes do you're gonna arrest your mom on christmas and it was like <laughs> Well, yeah, you killed yeah, a bunch of people. You're kind of here. a bitch, and you work for the mob. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it was great. Uh, all right, cross that out. This is all I got to say about that. <laughs> um, I'm just making tea, guys. Don't worry about it. They go... They <laughs> For those of you that can watch that on YouTube. They go... Basically, the cops go to arrest Kingpin after Kate whipped his ass. He gone. He's not, the, he's not there. We see him stumbling through an alleyway where Maya is waiting for him, and he's like, we're family. And then she points a gun at his face. It ominously pans up, so we don't see her actually pull the trigger. You hear a gunshot, and a body hit the ground. And you hear you see, like, a flash of, like, the gunshot, like... Yeah, like, in the alleyway. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone thinks that that means that Kingpin had a very short-lived run in this, and that he's just... It was just fan service. I completely disagree. Yeah, not true. No, because that is... Go a, back. 
That is a scene-for-scene grab from the comics where Maya, when she denies Kingpin as her... In the comics, he's like a stepfather, adoptive Mm -hmm. father. She denies him. They get into a fight. She pulls a gun on him, shoots him in the face. He doesn't die because it's Kingpin, and he's like... Even though he's like a massive human being, he is ninety nine percent just dense muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, she just like shoots his eyes out, because uh, she uses a red rider, you know, BB gun. There's a Christmas joke, you filthy animal. No, keep but going. She shoots him in the face. It blinds him <laughs> in in the comics. Blinds yeah. him. He doesn't die. Whatever. <clears throat> I think that's what actually happened was that yeah. she probably just like shot him in the I don't think that they're I doubt that they'll go with the shooting him in the face because it's not realistic. Maybe in the terms of the MCU is based more heavily in realism if you don't count, you know mm. all twenty three movies. Um <laughs> But she probably does shoot him, and then he just like drops to like, whatever. Yeah, survive. I'm sure. I'm sure it's. I don't. They'll know. explain it because yeah. like they have an entire Echo series coming out. Yeah. yeah. Like, he ain't dead. And we know that Daredevil is going to be a big part of like She Hulk, the Echo series, like. And also, so, I, I think that King the ben entire also... purpose of like the final scene of Spider-Man's No Way Home showing like the Rockefeller Center mm. in Christmas time. Was just to tease locations to be like, yeah, it. These are all connected, even though they're mm. at different times. So like, yeah. and Kingpin's a big <clears throat> thing of Spider-Man as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think all, that that's all gonna happen. And then lastly, we get. Uh, oh man! Christmas Day, Clint Christmas makes it Day. home for Christmas. Yeah, he finally made it, uh, and then he gets out of the car. He's like, "Are you coming?" And Kate Bishop jumps out. The dog, Lucky, and they finally right? call him by his name of Lucky. Yeah, his full dog. name is Lucky the Pizza Dog, but yeah, they call him Lucky. Yeah, and uh, they confirm that the watch did belong to uh, Clint's wife. Yeah, which but... proves that. When she flips the Rolex over, it's the shield symbol, and engraved with the shield symbol is the number 19, mm-hmm. which is for Agent 19. In the comics, Agent 19 was Barbara Morris, Bobby, yeah, uh, also known as Mockingbird. Mm. But they have this connection. In the comics, Barbara Morris and Clint do get married for a while. So either... Laura is just replacing the Barbara Morris aspect or Laura's just an alias. And a yeah. lot of people are pissed because like Bobby Morris was a thing in the Agents of Shield TV show. But basically since like season two of Agents of Shield, it has not been canon because they introduced in humans, yada yada yada. People are just like mm-hmm. upset about this. And it's like, why? They take place in different universes. They explain yeah. the f- the final season of I don't want to get worked up because I love the show also. Mm. But, like, I think it's awesome because it also proves 
RDJ correct in Age of Ultron when they get to the safe house and like we see Laura for the first time. He's like, that's an agent of some kind. Yeah. These are <laughs> smaller agents. But like she <laughs> was an agent. Yeah. Like she was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is just absolutely awesome. Yeah. And we uh, do get an end credit scene in this uh, <clears throat> episode show. It's it's not it doesn't do anything for the story. Yeah, it's just a full on musical it's number. It's the full musical number from Rogers the musical. Rogers the musical. The only thing that's cool about this, for me as someone who loves musical theater, I grew up with it. I had friends in musical theater, like all that stuff. Um, the the song was written by a, a Broadway producer, writer, and then a lot of the actors that they actually used for those scenes, like in the first episode especially, <clears throat> which they use in this as well, are all actual Broadway actors and musicians, which mm. is it's just kind of like a, a nice like nod, but the end credit scene is just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a bunch of nothing. It really is. And uh, that being said, uh, let's get into sponsor number two. Sponsor number two is Crybaby Craig's Hot Sauce. Pickled habanero and garlic hot sauce. It goes on practically anything. Listen up and we will tell you a little more about it. Hey, you nerds. Do you love spice? Supporting small businesses? What about enhancing the flavor of your favorite foods? If you said yes to any of those, our good friends over at Crybaby Craig's have the perfect solution for you. Crybaby Craig's is a pickled habanero and garlic hot sauce that goes perfectly with your favorite foods, adding the perfect amount of spice and enhancing the flavor of everything it touches. Started in Minneapolis by Craig back in 2012, Crybaby Craig's has become a Minneapolis and Minnesota staple in the sauce world. So head over to crybabycraigs.com and order yours today. All right. So to to wrap up this week's episode, we're going to continue our throwback dive into the Harry Potter films. Uh, this week, we're going to dive into movie number three, which correlates with book number three of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Assband. Yes. <laughs> This uh, is actually this is our I debatably for me, this one and uh, Half Blood Prince are probably my two favorite uh, books. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there for me. Um, also, because like this movie has a very like tonality shift compared to the first two. Yeah, the first two are very kiddy. Uh, this one takes a much darker turn. And much more true to the books in in terms of, like, the mood mm-hmm. that it sets. Because even though the, the first couple of books are very much to, like, get you in and hook you on it, like, they are a lot darker mm. in the, the books compared to the movies. Yeah. And this is when it finally starts to actually, like, reflect that. Yeah love this movie i do too uh for some reason i wrote down fuck this i'm out 
and I can't remember. Oh, because Harry runs away. Oh, okay, that's Fuck right. Fuck this yeah. shit out. <laughs> Harry runs away from his aunt and her husband uh, and Dudley. Um, after, after he blows up his aunt. Yeah. Oh, oh and not, we not get like... introduced, and we get introduced to Dobby in this movie. No, that was last movie. Huh? Yeah. Chamber of Secrets is Dobby. Oh, that is right. You're right. My yeah. bad. We talked yeah, about he Dobby. Dro- he drops the cake on her, not blows her up. My bad. My bad. My yep. bad. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, basically his, this other aunt is Uncle Vernon, so not blood family. It's... His uh, aunt is. It's his... His aunt is mom's his mom's sister. sister. Yeah. And it, Vernon is his aunt's husband. So yeah. still his uncle, but... Yeah. Not by blood. Um, yeah. But his He's a sweat. his sister comes to visit, and she's just the worst. The worst. Basically talks about how, like, because <clears throat> she... Obviously, she doesn't know about the magic side. They hide that from her. Yeah. <clears throat> so she just thinks that Harry's, like, a fuck-up, and that his parents were fuck-ups. Yeah. And she just she, runs yeah. her mouth. She just talks a lot of shit. And Harry's like... That's it. And then just like stares at her moodily. And then she like inflates and flies away. Floats away. It's hilarious. It is great because Vernon tries to like stop her and is like holding on to her. And like she keeps like floating away and Vernon like starts to lift off the ground. She's like, don't let go. And he's like, sorry. (laughs) He's like, fuck that shit, I'm out. (laughs) And then Harry basically is like, I'm fucking out of here. He grabs his suitcase and he's like, Peace. As I wrote it down here, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. But as he's running away, he uh, feels really uneasy. Like, you know, someone's following him. Looks mm. into the woods and you just see, like, a dog, like, mm. snarling and looking at him. And it, throughout the movie, that dog is kind of, like, portrayed as a bad omen that they call the yeah. Grim, basically meaning mm-hmm. that, like, death and destruction is coming yeah. Harry's way. Yeah. Uh, we'll get further into that as it goes through, but throughout like this entire movie, that's an underlying theme of like death and despair um, towards Harry. But it, wasn't the dog was serious, wasn't it? It turns out that the dog is serious black. Yeah. Who is an escaped convict, basically. He was in wizard jail. He is the prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, he is the prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) Uh, And he has a really weird grunge rock band called the Ass Band. He's also um, Gary Oldman, which is awesome. Yes. Gary Oldman is just... Love Gary Oldman. Yeah. Just phenomenal. Uh, but we get introduced to, <clears throat> in one scene, basically when everyone's on the train going back to Hogwarts, we get introduced to two, two characters at once, or two major players. The first one is Remus Lupin, who ends mm, up mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. this film is the uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yeah, there's a different one every book. Every they don't explain why in the movies ever. No. no. So this is not really a <laughs> spoiler 
for people that well everyone eh, the main people that we're trying to avoid spoilers for have it's been 20 years it's been 20 years get your shit together in all of these movies there's a new defense against the dark arts teacher every year they don't explain why in the movies it's because lord voldemort cursed that role because Dumbledore denied his application and would not hire him as the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher mm. because he knew that Tom Riddle, as we learned in the second one, who is Lord Voldemort, he wanted just to like teach dark magic to kids mm-hmm. and build an army to make him the greatest wizard of all time. He... <clears throat> so they they never explain in the movies. So like this is not a spoiler for the movies, um, but we do get to see Professor Lupin in this, which is great. But we also get introduced to the Dementors. Mm-hmm. They're basically like the soul sucking guardians of pr- the prison, Azkaban. Yeah, yeah. They basically just like bring out fear and then feed on that fear and then if you get in their way they'll just suck the soul out of you i was gonna say that they would put you in a red t-shirt and then call captain kirk with bad news i was being gross about it but yeah sorry yeah just (laughs) no no uh 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 Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Just gotta sorry, mom. Some, I gotta make some tea really fast. <laughs> sorry, mom. Oh, look, now they're dripping. That was a little bit too much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just going for it. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. Hermione, Hermione Granger just fucking punches Draco Malfoy. Square in the Square face. Square in the face. Yeah, it's awesome. He's like, you filthy mud blood. And she goes, whap. Well, first yeah. she like points her wand at him. Yeah. And he's he, he like cowers. He's like, no, please, 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 please. And then she like, and Ron's like, don't do it. it he's not worth it. And she yeah. like puts her wand away, turns away. And he's like, I got away with it. Then just yeah. bam. Just yeah. like knocked that fuck boy out yeah he's a pussy in every fucking every fucking yeah movie i say that but i love tom felton i think that he's totally awesome yeah in other movies he's draco Draco malfoy sucks oh yeah malfoy sucks but yeah tom felton's actually like super awesome and he's actually just like a super cool dude from everything i've seen online it could be all fake i don't know um, <clears throat> but the, the fun fact about that is that when filming that she actually like Emma Watson actually punches Tom Felton in the face good for that scene. Ah, uh. cause like they, they did it where like she put like the wand up to his neck and he like cowers and they like turn away and then like he like is like, <laughs> And they're like, that's that's not good enough. And Tom, I I think it was 
Tom Felton's idea, uh, from what I've, if I'm remembering correctly, from what I've uh, heard online and through interviews. But he's like, what if she just like turns around and just like decks him? And that's exactly what she does. And like to to get it right for filming, like she actually just like punches him in the face. Good. And it's like fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um we find we get introduced to Sirius Black finally. Uh who is it turns out he's not a bad guy. He's uh Harry's godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Best friends of uh Harry's dad. Well, and mom, but yeah. more so his his dad, like their yeah. best friends growing up. Um and <clears throat> he just kind of was like almost like wrong place wrong time. Yeah. Uh when it comes time to when Harry's parents died. Mhm. And we'll we'll kind of get into that. Yeah. In a minute. But also part of this and how like Harry kind of like uncovers that truth and also like navigates through the castles. And now that they're like 30 years, they get to take like weekend trips to like the nearest village, which is mm-hmm. it's called Hogsmeade. Yeah. Hogsmeade. Yep. Um, but they need like parental or guardian signature, like permission slips. And because Harry also, like, blew up his aunt at the beginning of the movie, his uncle was like, (laughs) I'm not signing that. Fuck you. Yeah. So he can't go. So he can't go. So Fred and George, uh, Ron's older brothers, who are twins, they give him what's called the Marauder's Map. And we get to see that it is uh, Mooney, Padfoot, prongs and pedigree yeah but what do they call pedigree what do you mean peter pedigree yeah but what's his nickname it's uh, i don't remember they they basically use all their their nicknames Mm -hmm. um are the marauders and it's an enchanted map on parchment where it shows everyone in the castle but it shows like hidden passageways out of the castle, mm. things like this, and that's how like Harry's able to like navigate. He uses it a lot with like his invisibility cloak. Like mm. also moving on in the films, we'll we'll get to that later. But you mentioned Pettigrew. Who is who? Peter Pettigrew. Uh, it's Ron's uh, 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 pet. Um... Uh, Scabbers? Scabbers. Scabbers. But who was Peter Pettigrew before the tragedy? Oh, he's Lord Voldemort's bitch. But before that, spoiler alert, if you guys didn't catch that earlier, but Peter Pettigrew is also, like, part of, like, this core group of friends that was, like, Sirius Black, you know, James Potter, Harry's Mm -hmm. father, and then Mooney is Professor Lupin. Yeah. And his nickname of being Mooney is because why? You go. I have no well, idea. Because he's a werewolf. The moon. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. God. God, wait a oh, fuck. Yeah, I, off. I, I even wrote it on Jesus. the paper. Jesus. You 
fucking I, brothel sprout. Well, that's why they fucking in uh, in the in the movie they're doing. He's the defensive art or whatever teacher, and uh, he's using the what is it called? It's called a boggart. The boggart, which brings out like your worst fear. And uh, for Harry, a Dementor comes out and uh, he steps in front of Harry and he sees a full moon, which is because he's a werewolf. He's afraid of the full moon. Yeah, because it's when he loses sense of who he is, yeah. loses control over himself. Um, and we learn that the reason that Lupin jumps in front of the Boggart for Harry is because he thought it was going to show Lord Voldemort. Mm hmm. But instead, it shows a Dementor who feeds on fear. And we get a very uh, Winston Churchill moment of, it seems to be that the only thing you fear is fear itself. <laughs> we also wrote these down in a very different order. Yeah, we... clearly we did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, Dementors are down here for me. And Chad talks about it up here. Whoops. But because Lupin is a werewolf, and despite that fact, Lupin, I mean... He's one of my favorite characters. Easily one of my favorite characters, and it's been 20 years. He is an ongoing character. Yeah. Uh, And after this, he's just not... Him and... He and Professor Moody, Mad-Eye Moody, are my favorite. Which we'll get into next. Yeah, yeah, I won't talk about it right now, but yeah. Mad-Eye is dope i cannot He's wait to so good him. yeah um but because lupin is a werewolf we actually get to see him as a werewolf mm-hmm. in this and good god this is probably cool. one of my favorite werewolf interpretations yeah of like probably i don't want to say of all film but other like, than like Team Jacob in Twilight, you did tell me that you creamed not. yourself at that. Yeah. No, because I was Team Edward. That's why I cream myself. Um, <laughs> no, uh, that's also a lie. I don't know why I admitted to that. It's not true. Fake news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, but we actually get to do, we do get to see Lupin like transform into a werewolf. Mm. And what I loved about it was. Some of my favorite movies that involve, like, because who doesn't know that the vampire-werewolf conflict, right? Mm. So, like, I love the Underworld uh, movies. The the werewolves or lichens in that, like, they're, they're like, beefcakes. Like, yeah. a, a normal person transforms into, like, this giant beast that's just, like, yeah. ripped beyond belief, like... Like me. I get it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like super muscular fit, like the peak of human physique, just like Jake. Um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, they all get like super buff and like monstrous. Yeah. Or you go like the exact opposite and you go Twilight and they just become into oversized huskies. Yeah. Like, oh, they're basically dire wolves on crack. And by on crack, I mean they they like highlighted the dire wolf, and then just was like, "Can we make that two times the size?" And yeah. that's that's all I want to yeah. change about it. Yeah, it's like the Incredible Hulk now versus the Incredible Hulk 
before you know the Eric Bana Hulk, where he turns into just a fucking like giant, like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like a fucking stat, like a statue of a. Yeah, he's huge. But then Harry Potter is like the nineteen seventies Lou Frigno Hulk. Yeah, where <laughs> yes, but with like better graphics yeah it was fantastic he looked awesome he was it was lanky lanky muscular gangly like scraggly hair definitely yeah, like has elements of a wolf but can like stand Ooh. on two feet mm-hmm. like a human but mm-hmm. runs better on four like this was easily one of the best just like depictions of a werewolf that yeah. makes sense and it was yeah. awesome it was great we also get to see like a thousand dementors like attack Harry and Sirius, and we learn about the Patronus charm, which like mm-hmm. fights them off. Yeah, but also like Hermione is kind of like the hero of this entire movie, mm-hmm. without being the hero of the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, Hollywood with women, right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Too real? Okay, hashtag me too. Um, sorry, I should not have made that joke. Mm. Should probably edit that out. Yeah, I'm gonna cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> the Me Too movement was huge. Yeah, yeah, and it's super important. Yeah. And with that being said, I mean, like Hermione really is like the big hero of yeah. this movie, mm-hmm. but they really downplay it. But, like, mm-hmm. she she really is. And it's because throughout the movie, we see her, like, popping up randomly in scenes that she wasn't mm-hmm. there originally in. And it's because uh, she has this thing called a time turner. And what does that do, Jake? It allows her to be in multiple places at once, basically. So she can take more courses and learn more and be more of a know-it-all than she's ever been. Uh Yeah. But basically the way that it works is that she like goes to throughout the throughout the movie in the book, she goes to like one class. Yeah. Uses the time turner to go back in time and go to another class at the exact same time. And then Ron will be like, What are you doing here? When did you get here? Was she here a minute ago? She wasn't here a minute and ago. And they even make a comment <laughs> yeah. when she's like, Oh, in this class I learned this. And he's like, wait. That's at the same, That's the time, same time as, as this class. class that we have together. Yeah. And she's like, how can I be in two places at once? Yeah. And, Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. But it turns out that she's literally using, like, yeah. time travel to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And that's what they end up using to, like, rescue Sirius mm-hmm. at the end of everything. Because it turns out that Peter Pettigrew was the one that actually, like, betrayed Harry's parents to Voldemort to have them murdered. Also, we mentioned the whole Marauders map. Mm-hmm. I just, I just have to talk about this because we got it from Fred and George, Ron's older brothers, right? Peter Pettigrew is a human disguised as a rat. We see Ron's Ron's rat. Ron's rat. We see in the movie 
Harry, this is how Harry learns that Peter Pettigrew is still alive because he's believed to have been dead <clears throat> since his parents died. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the Marauders map, sees Peter Pettigrew running around the the castle, Hogwarts, and is like, "What?" Turns out that Peter Pettigrew is can transform into a rat. Since Harry saw Peter Pettigrew's name while he was still in rat form, it leads you to believe that that means that Fred and George, Ron's older brothers, who know that Ron's rat, Scabbers, who is Peter Pettigrew, when they looked at the map, you'd assume nightly for the past few years, because they're Mm. a few years older, see Ron sleeping in Hogwarts, with, you would assume, Scabbers, but it says Peter Pettigrew. You mm-hmm. see Ron sleeping with a man named Peter Pettigrew for years at this point in time, and they say nothing. They're like, our brother, <laughs> sleeping with a dude. <laughs> and they're all, like, whatever. All jokes aside, though, uh, it does explain why... Hermione's cat fucking hates that thing. Yes, because Hermione's cat is not just a cat. Mm-hmm. It's a magical beast that looks like a cat. Yeah. That and can for sense... like two, was it two, two movies? Two or three movies? In the, in the books, she gets a second year, but yeah. they don't really introduce uh, Shanks until the third movie. But that cat wants to kill that rat. Ooh. Because uh, the cat can sense that it's not, not a rat, yeah. but mm-hmm. an evil wizard. Yeah. And and, and uh, Ron is always like, keep your filthy cat away from scabbers. He's like, what's wrong with that thing? But it's actually, the cat is actually good. Uh, yeah. It's funny. In, in the books, they never mention it again Yeah, after this movie. But in the books moving forward, after this whole Peter Pettigrew thing happens and Peter Pettigrew is, like, revealed to be a human, and spoiler alert, he gets away. Oh, who would have thought? Because, <laughs> like, that would not further the plot at all. Uh, Kirkshanks, Hermione's cat, then immediately, like, moving forward, just loves Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely loves him. Just, like, wants to be around him at all times. Um, last, last thing that I think that I, at least that I want to say is that on, uh, January 1st is the 20 fucking year. I can't believe it's been that long, but 20 year anniversary of Harry Potter. It's going to be on HBO max. It's going to be a reunion, uh, special. I'm so excited to watch this. Uh, yeah. January 1st, uh, tune in. We'll probably talk about it on our next episode. Yeah, uh, by, we might by not time... go into details, but we'll yeah. talk about it because it's, yeah. I mean, for us, like, we Huge. grew up on these movies. Yeah. Like, I and remember. I grew up on these books. Yeah, same. When these books came out, I was in ninth grade when these books came out. I was reading these in English class. Yeah. Until, until fucking snobby ass bitches, like, parents were like, they're teaching witchcraft in our schools. And then, you know, like, 20 years later, they voted for Trump, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, weird. Oh. 
Uh, but I was, we were reading these books in English class when they first came out, and then yeah. par- parents got into the mix and got them thrown out of schools, unfortunately. But which we've mentioned before. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I the mean, 20 they, year... they came out before you were in ninth grade because yeah. you're only four years older than me. No, I and... just said we started reading them in ninth yeah. grade. Yeah. Because I remember in third grade reading the first book. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, this my is... English teacher dressed his name. Uh, what was it? Mr. Meyer uh, dressed up as Harry Potter for Halloween. That's like, so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 20, my fourth, it's been grade, 20... my fourth grade teacher dressed up as Miss McGonagall, Mrs. McGonagall. Big. Uh, oh, the old lady. I thought you were talking about the girl with the big. Glasses. Oh, Trelawney. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not that one. But, but anyways, 20 year anniversary. Holy balls. Here we are. Uh. At January first, and you know it is what it is. I'm it super excited. Changed about it changed our generation. It. it really did. Yeah, until you know that J.K. Rowling said a bunch of like super sexist, yeah, or not and sexist, transphobic, uh, yeah, homo- I was to say homophobic She's... or transphobic shit. But which is, um, mm, we'll we'll get into the, we'll probably get <laughs> into this like when we go over the the final film and like have final thoughts. Yeah. But, uh, Fuck, she diverged so hard from like the original yeah. story. By um, the time you guys see this episode, it'll be the Wednesday before uh, New Year's Eve. So that's why we're dressed like this. Uh, you know, very dapper. Gotta have my dapper Dan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your pomade. <laughs> we, we fucking love you guys. This is... I mean, we're coming up on, we got to be coming up on close to a year now, right? This is episode 47 and guys, we're, we're not necessarily changing anything, uh, but we are going to call this our season finale uh, to end season one. We're kind of going to go just like year by year. Um, And as we grow, we, we will be changing. I know that there's some to keep it more exciting than just like film breakdowns and stuff like that and interviews. I know that there's a lot of like segments that we want to introduce. It's not going to happen next week, but in season two, starting next week, we're going to, you know, make some adjustments to, to dive into different aspects of the nerd world and everything like that. So First off, thank you for being here for season one. Mm. This has been incredible. We've learned so much, and we've grown so much, and we still have no idea what we're doing. It's fantastic. We absolutely love it. We, we wouldn't have it any other way. We just drink and talk shit. What do you mean? Yeah. We just drink and talk shit. We're just going to have different topics to talk shit about as we move forward, so it's, you know. Yeah. We also have a... Potentially, I mean, I spoke with this person myself. I won't say his name until he's on the show. But I, we have a potentially uh, very famous movie writer that is going to be on our show after the holidays. Yeah. Um, and we can't wait to fucking do that. Do that. Oh, my God. And introduce you guys to, I mean, that's a huge one. Obviously, it's very secretive right now. That's all we can really say about it. But we have a lot of guests that we have, you know, kind of in the books, but not officially yet that we're working with to 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 bring you guys more aspects of, well, all things nerd. <laughs> not to be cheesy, but like, you know, just to like 
introduce you guys to different things that are nerdy and influence the the world that we hold dear um and with that being said i mean we also have our patreon page so if you guys want to be a part of exclusive full unedited episodes that get very off track from time to time um and so much more and all of our merch and behind the scenes stuff like join that uh or if you just want to like get some stuff that says all things nerd and has some cool stuff you know let us know like we're we're trying to to give you guys what we would want to see and so with that i mean <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and close out this close out this uh this episode for you guys with that being said guys this is our last episode of the year of 2021 uh we love you guys uh and cheers i mean fucking thank you for listening for as long as you have been to our drunk ramblings <laughs> about comics and movies and tv shows and yeah it's been a lot of fun and we can't wait to see you guys in 2022 Woo. yeah oh shit my bad uh this has been the Optics Nerd Podcast. <laughs> we'll just cheers your cocktail glass for that. Yeah. This cool. has been the Optics Nerd Podcast. Cool. <laughs>